0: Okay, here we go. We're recording. All right.
1: Look at what I did. Welcome to Mummy and Daddy,
0: the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mummy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, producer, and BB Newworth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster. And I'm a phoenix, actually. Ooh. Wake up, man. This is about saving your son.
1: We do have to wake up.
0: Boy, do we. It's a late night record, baby. <laughs> the kids are almost asleep. Yes. We're banking on a lot. The cats are just rousing for their <laughs> evening meowings.
1: And here we are it feels like such a long time
0: it has been
1: but stay tuned for some news about that later on in the pod Um, for all you creeps big news ahead but here we are
0: here we are here we're doing it how are you doing (laughs) how's ever a smooth transition
1: I'm doing very well. We had a big weekend. Um had some people over for Easter. Oh yeah, if You sure. recall yesterday. I remember it. Yeah, and it felt really good. I was saying to everybody who was here afterwards like um you know, it feels like we're still coming out of a pandemic cuz we cuz we cuz we are. Yeah. And it just feels really good to do things like um, holidays with Framley, because uh, that was taken away from us for a few years. And it's like, you kind of are reminded, like, oh, right, we would have been doing this the whole time if there had not been a pandemic. Oh, for sure. Um, like, even if, you know, I guess maybe we could have done it last year, but I don't know. I can never remember, like, where we were at. in in time
0: no and even the most squeamish among us has uh squeamish that kind of downplays it but the most covid sensitive among us have i think turned a corner socially in terms of wanting to be with have turned a corner on the value of social engagement even at possible expense of your own health yeah um
1: plus everything is um coming for us now anyway like everybody i feel like everybody's been sick for a long time with other stuff so it's like luckily everybody's being cautious about all illnesses which is nice but um less worried about covid specifically yeah um
0: but it seems right
1: yeah i wanted to bring up one thing from yesterday because everybody was really um complimenting me about this um Mm. thing that we did, even though at the time I didn't think about it at all as even something remarkable.
0: Well, let's talk about these compliments.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we had a an Easter egg hunt at our house and there were nine children right. or like nine or 10 kids. And so
0: we put on nine Marvel movies and we let them find all the Easter eggs in them.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. We didn't do that. What did we do? But we so yeah, I just was like, Easter egg hunts are so vicious and really cutthroat with children. So I just I, (laughs) I treated it like a corporate icebreaker and I just labeled 10 eggs for each kid. And like with their names. And then I was like, if you find one with someone else's name on it, you have to help them. Yeah. You have to either give it to them or tell them where to find it. And it was also like kind of helping the kids learn each other's names. Uh, you know, they see each other. These are our very close friends that we see here and there, some more than others. So like...
0: And some of them are more connected to each other than others. Like there are yeah, there's little factions where it's just like, okay, you yeah. have a six-year-old girl, I have a six-year-old girl, you're maybe more likely to have a play date together right. than, yes, crossing the streams or playing with kids way outside of their age group.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so then there's also, like, younger kids who maybe not gonna recognize their name on an egg, but, you know, it yeah. it, it fostered a spirit of of uh, togetherness instead of, like, oh, my God, one kid got, like, 20 eggs, and yeah, the one you know two-year-old year year got, old got trampled yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so i didn't really even think about it but everybody was like this is brilliant and i'm like you know what sometimes
0: credit where credit's due you know it
1: just anyway more of a tip to for people next year if you're doing easter egg hunts just label the eggs
0: it was great Bing, I w-
1: bang boom done
0: i can't it is it's funny how it is a one of its kind we don't do other treat hunts at other holidays No,
1: but I also want to say I'm just so, so thankful that Easter is over and that means there are no holidays that I give a shit about until Halloween, which is my favorite, one of my favorite holidays, because I don't know who to blame. I blame everyone for this. I blame the, I blame millennial parents, I guess, Mm. that every single stupid holiday and by that i mean st patrick's day valentine's day um yeah uh, those are i guess the two big ones but they've turned into this insanity where you have to give presents and and set a leprechaun trap and set an easter bunny trail of paw prints in the snow it's it makes no sense yes and why are we doing this to ourselves we didn't have to do it
0: and you have to give like Full-on party goodie bags to every child in your class. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, presents for the teachers. He and <laughs> um And.
1: I mean, okay, presents for the teachers, I'm all about. But also, ca- like, cash or gift cards for the teacher. But, you know.
0: But, I mean, do we really need to? I think it does set a, a bad yeah, I mean, precedent that they're getting, that, like, any of this stuff. Because I, I think especially. Teachers. Yeah, 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 yeah wow. absolutely. And I'll tell oh you why. Because I think it's, it's a bad precedent. Not Any of these things it. where it's gifts in school, it's tough for families from different economic backgrounds no. to rise to the to the artificially set occasion that is like you have to spend all this money on everybody in class like 12 times okay. a year.
1: Okay, here's the thing. With gift bags and stuff at school that's ridiculous woo school doesn't do that which is awesome like he's never come home with a bag, a bag of bags because we're a bag of bags
0: he did Valentine's no Valentine's you okay well, here valent- for Valentine's no Day.
1: Valentine's Day is something different I'm talking you're talking about birthdays oh
0: no 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 I'm talking about these holidays okay I'm saying, okay okay yeah. okay
1: I'm just okay fine but that yes Valentine's or well, that's exactly my point it's gotten out of control with homemade nonsense and i don't know just even store-bought stuff it's crazy but i disagree with teacher appreciation day that's an easy well, that's thing. not what i'm saying
0: i'm not talking about teacher appreciation day they should get all the presents on teacher appreciation day okay, that's a were private we're transaction all right maybe we i'm saying take this back. No, no 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 we're good that um i'm saying on a holiday like valentine's day you'll see kids with like a bouquet of flowers for their teacher and than a one of those like IKEA gigantic bags full of the party favor packs, instead of just like a paper Valentine for every kid. Yes, yes, they'll do. It's it, all but that stuff is just like. I,
1: I think that teachers can far. always get presents though. Okay, fine. That that to me is like I mean we didn't because there is Teacher Appreciation Day. You can always just have. You can just save your donation yeah. or something for that and if you want to get you know my i mean we did make ice cream for the teachers yeah that was
0: the bribe that's different <laughs> that's totally different i have one easter question for you
1: oh wait i'm not wait oh. i don't think i'm done um complaining i just all right maybe i am but i just <laughs> feel like i just feel like it's out of control everybody needs to stop with the, the auxiliary auxiliary holidays like
0: yeah. We don't need to what's do this. What's the cap? What's the cap for you? How many?
1: What's next? I mean, what? What's the five, cap on number days? of uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, what's the cap on school year celebrated holidays?
1: It's not I think this is where we're disconnecting. The, this is not about school like things. This is more about like what parents are expected to do for their children. Yes. Like like, You're
0: talking you are talking to elf on the shelf the leprechaun trap. You did yeah, say I'm that. Yeah, I'm talking about yes.
1: like okay, maybe as a parent you interpret that as like I'm going to do something crazy for the whole school or something. You know what I mean? Like sure, but I'm just talking at home and having to do something the night before and you know like prepare a basket or a treat bag or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like we it's I think I think it's also the candy. That gets to me, even though Easter has the best candy. So I'm happy to be That's so here funny. right now. For That's
0: exactly what I was going to ask you about.
1: Easter has the best candy. Come at me, anybody. I might. but
0: I guess I'll put a pin in that. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we said we were going to keep it short with the banter, but we can't no. because this is important. Um It's just that every holiday that passes... We I I throw away like a bag full of candy from the previous holiday that the kids just like luckily forgot about. But like it it was like Halloween, then Christmas, then Valentine's Day. Luckily, we were traveling for St. Patrick's Day, but I'm sure there would have been something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then and now Easter and, and we're inundated once again. So I'm happy to have the the mini eggs, believe me, but they probably will last for months, you know? Oh, they certainly can. Because there's no holiday to kick it out of bed.
0: <laughs> that's right. And and those are special.
1: They are special. I haven't had one yet, though.
0: I know. That's it. The bag is still closed. There's so much candy. Yeah. Also because we, sell, we did Woo's birthday celebration. We did. We went and saw the Super Mario Brothers movie.
1: And you bought a lot of movie candy that no one ate.
0: <laughs> Nobody ate because it didn't get passed out.
1: It it was awkward to pass it out. It was it The was whole tough. thing was awkward. The, I
0: oh Something God. I didn't count on. We went to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. There were parents and kids. There ended up being nine kids or ten kids? Ten kids, right?
1: Ten kids, and yeah.
0: And pri- one to two parents per kid. And the thing is... In this setup, in my mind, I got five boxes of like movie candy, because I got it at like Target where they're like a dollar instead of at the movies where they're like eight dollars. Yeah, I and, appreciate you. Um, so I thought like, okay, five. That's like one. You know, they can just pass these around. Everyone can have some Junior Mints and some Reese's pieces, pieces and stuff. And but the problem is in these in these modern theaters, we saw it at the IMAX, the AMC IMAX Burbank, and. There's the recliners, which by the way. We weren't
1: in Burbank. I don't know why you lied. Or
0: sorry, Glendale. And we were were at the Americana in Glendale. Everybody's taking their shoes off in the aisles. Not the kids. The kids are fine. All the other adults I had to walk in front of to change rows, they are acting like it's their living room. People got their shoes off, sitting around their socks. I got to climb over socks and recliner things. Anyway, but the seats are so huge. It also means that for kids, they're really far apart. So it's not super easy to be like you take a handful, you take a little handful, you take no. a, you know like you can't do that. And if they're gonna pass them back and forth, it's like fifty yards from no. w- from ten kid from one kid number one to kid yeah. number ten.
1: And these are like first graders; they're just completely clueless. They don't yeah they they don't know how to pass candy around. You know, no. like and they had siblings that were much younger with them too. So it was like first first second grade was like the absolute oldest kid
0: yeah but anyway it was otherwise a fun experience and now we got five boxes of movie candy at home that most of which i hate it's like gummy bears and stuff and i got it because i was like kids enjoy this <laughs> this is a trash um <laughs> but yeah I, and okay anyway. i don't i don't have to take easter candy down a peg i know you love the cadbury mini eggs but i was having more of the it's not feeling just that it's like, not just that. Does it's Reese's have the worst candy? Or does uh, Easter have the worst candy of all the no. minor holidays? Valentine's Day probably does, I guess. It
1: has no, there's no theme there. There's no special Valentine's candy. Like at least with with Christmas, you have some fun mint things happening. You have mm. like a peppermint bark, which is wonderful. I You see. have, you know, with yeah i mean like halloween mm, what it's candy
0: yeah Hall- it. halloween is just the it's just candy it's marketing a marketing expo
1: it's every- can- <laughs> <laughs> candy themed candy
0: it is it, it's just everybody gets to throw out their trial sized candies every kid gets to eat them yeah. and then decide which ones they want to buy the big ones of i
1: i cannot believe i didn't get the kids any like russell stover marshmallow eggs like those are fantastic and our kids Ooh. would love them oh,
0: that's <laughs> what i'm talking about There's some of that stuff that is heinous well i feel
1: like if it's like flavored but like the classic marshmallow egg no 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 Josh, but the reese's wrong.
0: peanut butter egg it is the it's in my opinion it's the best, it shape. Is, it's the best shape it's the best surface chocolate to peanut butter ratio because yeah. it maximizes the peanut butter anywho
1: i'm right anyway so um how you, I still don't know. How are you doing,
0: Josh? <laughs> oh, I'm great. We so that's um, being wrong. Something. <laughs> uh, oh man, I just don't believe this. I feel like <laughs> when we started this, we really glossed over the fact that the reason why this was such a long time, why it feels so long is because it was so long, because we recorded before we went to Ireland. So, we you haven't did. even talked about that whole trip. That was the, it was awesome. We were there for eight days. I drove on uh, the left hand side of the road, uh, stick shifts, you were in a an van.
1: Absolute, absolute champion.
0: I thank you. It felt great.
1: I thank you. We never could have done it. We couldn't have done the trip without you.
0: And it really did, I feel like it did make the trip. I'll, this it is where made I'll give trip. myself kudos. No, but we were, when we planned that portion of it when you plan that portion of it it really is this it made it really special to be able to crisscross the country mm-hmm. uh at your leisure and and take the back roads you know yeah. where like you're just following google maps and stuff but to a lot of these towns it's uh these little windy roads and everything else um tons uh germane to this podcast would be tons of graveyards yes lots of graveyards cemeteries um, Graveyards being connected to a church. Cemeteries not so, for those of you who don't know the distinction. Didn't but, know. Um, so lots of graveyards and lots of towns, which the kids loved, uh, Boo in particular, fascinated by them, taken by graveyards. We found uh a a what would you call it? I mean it's not a tomb. Did they inter people in this I think they did but they made a monument for the victims of the Lusitania mm, yeah um,
1: yeah there there's some graves there like there's some yeah some there's
0: some corpses in there if yeah. you want to go digging around uh we even saw some of the oldest uh tombs known to exist in
1: yeah I mean nelf. these are yeah they're like what Neolithic um or something crazy. No, I think I made the I, mean, I made up that word. I think but well they're
0: they predate the pyramids yes. by a long time and that's the important.
1: And they're the whatever thing. period that was. Maybe it was mesolithic or something. Yeah, let's call it that. I'll okay. Well, I learned a lot. I didn't learn a lot. I learned a few things because honestly, I was, you know, we're taking care of the kids in a different place. Yes. And it was a lot, but I tried to learn things and Newgrange and Noth, those, those burial grounds and um, they're like the high seat of the Kings from that period. Um, They said that was like the biggest amount of that um, period that it, that has ever been found.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So
1: um, I don't know if they're the oldest, you know. But a lot of from that time, which yeah predates the the pyramids, um, that was cool. That was really cool. We were inside Super this cool. this too. Yeah, this yeah. But they didn't they didn't keep the
0: they didn't keep the it, bodies. They they would um they would cremate, cremate them. them, and so then they but would it put was the like ashes the ashes on these yeah. big collecting bowls.
1: Yeah, and it was for like the kings of the time, and they think and um, it was cool to be in there because. It's so old and like still standing, and it's just made of just rock- made of rocks, put on top of rocks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was not spooky, but it was really powerful. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. So I think that was good because the they do like turn all the lights out at mm-hmm. one point during the the talk, and Boo kind of got a little creeped. Yes. Because it was
0: completely
1: (laughs) yeah but then they do the thing where they show you what it looks like on the solstice when the sun comes up at like exactly the right time and it yes did one of those nice little things beautiful
0: beam of light that just tracks down the middle of this building they did the math on that it's crazy smarties um Those, those guys it was cool and we went into some old uh castles and some old catholic churches and stuff
1: we saw the the tomb of Strongbow.
0: That's where I was going with this. Go oh, really? Off. Yes.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that was like one thing I did learn. Um, at Christ at Christchurch Cathedral in Dublin, there is a tomb of a, a warrior named Strongbow. And my God, this guy was ruthless. Yes. And the whole, th- there's, I mean, there's lots of cool stories about this guy, but should I tell the whole story?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the story, yeah.
1: It's very um, relevant to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so right next to the tomb is a, another smaller tomb that just yeah looks like a child's tomb, but only half of the body.
0: And this tomb, both of these, they're just, they look like, you know, stone, not even sarcophagi, like sitting in the... Uh, sanctuary of the church right like yeah, they're, that's why they're not so there was the downstairs as well yeah, like, yeah. like there's a crypt but there was this was a these these are just sitting there and like people conduct business over the tomb and stuff so yeah they're like it was like the town square for like hundreds of years
1: yeah um but then yeah so right next to it is this child's half tomb yeah a little one and um tim was it our tour guide
0: tom i think tom. <laughs> the tom. kids
1: kept talking about him
0: oh yeah i was Everybody's obsessed with tom he's a delight
1: <laughs> he was he was just the perfect kind of tour guide um he was like oh i won't tell
0: you about that it's a little it's a little gruesome a little tragic yeah i'm not Something gonna like
1: do that. an accent but
0: you don't have to that's what i'm here for
1: <laughs> i could and i don't want to i'm not going to because it feels disrespectful to tom I don't want him to think I'm making fun of him because he's definitely listening. Oh, yeah. Um but he yeah, he said it was too gruesome. So I I kind of cornered him afterwards and made him tell me the story. And it was Strongbow's son who when he when the son was 14, Strongbow like took him out onto the battlefield to show him the ways of a warrior. And this was just common practice in the day because you wanted to kind of like toughen up your kid. They had 14.
0: They got one foot in the grave already. So you got to get them doing something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they had to, you know, really teach them what to do during actual battle. So he brought him out and Strongbow's son started crying. And he was really obviously fucked up by this battle scene. All this bloodshed. So Strongbow said, "All right, come on out in front of everybody," and he cut his son in half in front of everyone because he was crying, and it was his only son. At a time when, like, yeah, your effectively
0: ended his line. I believe yeah. Strongbow was like an early king in like the kind of Viking era of
1: yeah, yeah. He was a he was a leader. Yeah, he was a, he was very important. Yeah, I think it was kind of like one and the same back then. Yeah. And then he said that he had to that the the tomb had to be made that way so even in death he would be known as a coward. It's just so it's brutal. Brutal. So just, anytime you think that you know we're collapsing as a society and you know things are really grim, just know we have come a little bit further since the time of Strongbow. We we yes. do let children cry.
0: Yes. Maybe
1: not as much as we should. Maybe not as much as Mommy and Daddy do, but a lot of people still let their kids cry and don't chop them in half.
0: That's true. If they had It's All Right to Cry back then, that song, <laughs> whole world could have been in different place. They did. It was
1: called It's All Right to Die.
0: Wow. And so that song, <laughs> It's All Right to Cry, is based on the tune. Yeah. The public domain mm-hmm. folk song. Mm-hmm. It's all right to die. That's right. Okay.
1: All right. So, got to wrap it up for tonight. Yeah, uh- <laughs> that's
0: the show. Um, but you're probably wondering uh, how we got to tonight's feature.
1: How did we? Considering no one has seen this
0: movie, no one hath reviewed it, even despite its uh, Blumhouse pedigree. Even Blumhouse didn't produce it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's the
1: from the makers of Annabelle right so who's involved here
0: uh we've got <laughs> we've got uh I believe it is the DP from Annabelle who uh, okay. directed this movie um John Leonetti our director um is a cinema he's a cinematographer Annabelle and the Conjuring and Insidious chapter 2. Some of our favorites here on the program. Uh, my guy also directed Mortal Kombat Annihilation back in 1997. So he's just, you know, <laughs> gripping <laughs> and ripping it. <laughs> that was
1: Mortal Kombat, by the way.
0: <laughs>
1: Mortal
0: Kombat. <laughs> um, oh. My guy, he's he's my dad's age, just about. Uh, oh, born on the 4th of July right here in California USA what an American boy Uh, July 4th 1956 Um, and and the uh, but the writers of the two writers of this one is also was the head writer for WWE Smackdown the wrestling program
1: okay he's pivoting I I appreciate that yep
0: absolutely it's a wrestling move it's a the pivot (laughs) oh my god he's got a the pivot
1: my hip <laughs> um, well, how Alex did we Greenfield,
0: get? Ben Powell. Those are our writers. Go on. Yes. Right, how, how did we, we get, get here? here?
1: Tell us, Josh.
0: Well, we were on the plane back from Dublin, and Aunt Donna picked as her movie as I was watching the entire Fast and the Furious franchise.
1: <laughs> I watched four movies, disparate movies that I don't need to talk about.
0: Um, Donna found Lullaby in the in-flight entertainment choices watched it recommended it to us for the show and here we are so we have Air Lingus and Aunt Donna the twin towers of horror movie magic
1: even with everything I'm about to say about this movie I'm just happy that even it, maybe it was the elevation, maybe it was delirium, maybe it was the fact that we almost missed our flight, and then we drank so heavily on the flight back because we were so. Oh, and Boo threw a massive tantrum. Mm, that's right. And he made said, me cry.
0: Yeah, he said, "You're a stranger. <laughs> I and don't
1: know you." Like yelling at and the that top. That you of, heard him. Yeah, that he that I was choking him. Um, you know, fun things for your kid to scream, uh, at a, on a quiet plane. Um, As everyone's
0: just, we're just. <laughs> waiting just gonna taxi out to the runway just, I got we're the last people on the, the plane <gasps> everyone's settled all snug in their seats
1: and they know exactly who we are because we are like the last people on the plane yeah because we had to run sprint
0: fully sprint home alone style i mean okay, from that's customs a, oh to the gate
1: that was madness but we made it onto the flight yeah. and we made it through the tantrum And then we had whiskey and beer and (laughs) weird food. And I don't know if it was all of that combined, but Donna enjoyed this movie and that made me really happy because she is so very, very hard to please with horror movies. So true. Yeah. I'm just glad that she enjoyed it. Um,
0: I think to put in people to in perspective, for those of you who don't know her, I feel like uh, she takes the practical uh, horror movie tropes very seriously. How am I trying to say this? I feel like she's like,
1: "Why would you do that? Why, why would you, would you do, do
0: that exactly?
1: Why would you?" Which I which I get, and I totally. feel like a good movie should make you forget that you're, you know,
0: yeah. You,
1: or you go the complete other way, like Barbarian, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, you're actually doing everything that you shouldn't
0: do." Right? You're just <laughs> doing kind of every every misstep and and it's and, fun. and it's and it's fun because of it or yeah the, the, like it's funny it's like a really like it's a it's a fine line i tried to keep that in mind while processing this film lol by, mm
1: yeah
0: do we have a oh
1: we do we have we have a summary Ooh. not from claudio or nick or any random i haven't
0: seen it yet they haven't flown air lingus <laughs> <laughs> hasn't come to uh, Rio de Janeiro yet. Mm.
1: Um, they probably saw the other lullaby, the Spanish film mm. that seems to be more popular from the same year.
0: It came out the same year. But it's not a horror movie. 100% fresh and rotten tomatoes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is not the movie we're talking about right now. Okay. Uh, here we go. A new mother discovers a lullaby in an ancient book. And soon regards the song as a blessing, but her world transforms into a nightmare when the lullaby brings forth the ancient demon Lilith. <gasps> BB <Bebe> North.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I had no idea that was Lilith's name until today. I yeah. love that actor. Yeah. I love her so much. It's um, great. Lilith from Fraser, everybody. It's That's legend. the joke. Um Okay, so a new mother discovers a lullaby in an ancient book. That is reductive, because this ancient book is sent to her by her mother. No, we find out is to spill beans yes. a little bit. It's the sister who this this whole thing like kind of played out with her in her family, killing her baby. Or, gosh, I guess I'm really digging myself into a hole here
0: yeah i mean this is all
1: (laughs) okay i guess i guess like this is why they said it this way but the, the the ancient book doesn't just come to this mom she doesn't like just discover it in the park she it's part of you know the trauma of her family and what happens to her is exactly what happened to her sister and her nephew
0: but the book was not part of her sister's story between the sisters she so wasn't like, oh, of course, it was my sister's favorite book. Or it like, just, oh,
1: of course, it's the cursed book that my sister, right, yeah, she didn't that know. That she was
0: raving about. No, this is, the, it, she had no idea it existed. It f- tumbled out of the box of stuff along with other. That she
1: thought her mom sent her. Right, along later with some other figure
0: out. baby stuff. I gotta say, I don't think I would have accepted the box of. Of
1: anything to do with your sister who's in a, um mental institution because
0: of her baby being possibly they don't, they don't like murdered by the father no i'm I,
1: mental health facility
0: a mental health facility.
1: <laughs> i don't know what do they say they don't say mental institution anymore i don't no, think. No, i guess not a well okay.
0: hospitalized mental health issues
1: i don't know God. okay well anyway um i it, it prompted me to write a series of like jeff foxworthy-esque bits oh my god i only wrote one but i I will write more if you want um if you're feeling the pages of a book it might be evil (laughs) (laughs) it might be evil is the is the
0: you you might might be be a redneck Uh (laughs) uh-huh
1: because she's just like come on yes you're if, if you if you're looking at your kids' artwork with suspicion it, it might be, be evil.
0: evil. <laughs> anyway, if you have seen a face reflected in the mirror that reminds you of a woodcutting illustration you saw oh, wow. in an ancient tome, okay might be evil
1: very nice very nice see bump set spike you know what i'm saying (laughs) that's what we do over here mummy and diddy um i will say bucking the trend though of artwork is not scary Mm -hmm. i i thought that the book artwork was pretty creepy there were like some baby heads popping out of the ground and i was like that was cool whoever did that like you you actually creeped me a lo- out a little bit.
0: And they did give it that um, kind of medieval yeah. look to the demons and the deformed creatures yeah. Yeah. and everything else. I'm here for this. I, I agree. I think that was, yeah, it's one of the best things. One of well, the best.
1: speaking of which, that leads me to um, Josh, did this movie scare you?
0: No, <laughs> I can't say that it did. I, though, I don't know. I can't, and there's, you know what, a little bit. Really? I guess, because, you know what, even afterwards, like, watching it, when I, like, have to come out back into the house and, like, check to make sure the door is locked and all the lights are Mm -hmm. off and stuff. I
1: feel like you're really laying it on thick here.
0: You do a little bit of, like, looking in the mirror and stuff and just check in to see if there's, you know, I mean, there's always that half second of like, Oh, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> if you just saw like <laughs> so, a hands reflection in the window or something like that. Yeah. So I, it did. It got me on, uh, it got me on one creep. Okay. I'm not trying to turn everything into a rating scale. I'll still say no, not scared of this movie.
1: <laughs> you sound like you're trying to convince yourself. No, I'm not
0: scared. I'm, a, I'm not, am not as scared of this.
1: <laughs> well,
0: did it scare you?
1: It did not scare me. No, it mm. can't say it did either. No, no. But I think it could have been really fun, and they—I don't know—like it. It was like right on the, right on the edge of being fun, like Megan. Mm. And and then it didn't do that, and then I was just sad because there were some missed opportunities, and I feel like I did like the premise, but it oh, didn't totally, yeah. scare me. Good premise. It was like. It's not it wasn't gonna scare me, but it could have built way more tension. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Like um and then there were some really funny parts too that I feel like they could have leaned into more. I don't know. So it's not like with scary movies Yeah, like people always say that like horror movies and comedy are so are just two sides of the same coin and i feel like a lot of times it's yeah. even it's really fun to laugh at scary movies even though you're scared but it, it just wasn't doing of those things for me but yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i do i think it's i think it's tough to uh it's it's hard to scare people too i mean you know sometimes but not that hard you know i do think like with all this stuff everybody it's hard to scare everybody all the time one of the things i saw that the writer one of the writers of the movie alex greenfield who himself is jewish was was saying is like how like untapped judaism is for horror like how little of it is and like how there's a lot to kind of mine from that and i appreciated that like trying to like bring in other cultural specifics and oh, yes, legends and everything else. I'm
1: so here for Jewish yeah. horror,
0: yeah. And uh, yeah, I said shalom, bitch. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's fun, and <laughs> we, you know, you learn a little something along the way. Um, if you're not Jewish, so I mean, I thought that that was cool, I thought that was cool to have, and there's some cool stuff in here. Um, you know, just not not executed as well as it could have been, I'll say for yeah. now.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Where are your parents?
1: Josh, what was the best parenting move in Lullaby?
0: Oh, the best parenting move was about six months in, giving mom a little me time. When mm. John uh, <laughs> sends Rachel away. <laughs> I wrote it down. Yes, John sends Rachel away. Uh, I Now I forget. Maybe it's when she's going to find her sister. But basically, it's just like, I'm good. We've got this. Uh, I mean, he said the weird phrase of we've been we're overdue for a little father son bonding time delivered with no humor whatsoever (laughs) Uh, so it landed very flat but i thought it was a good sentiment um and i i think it was is wise to do because we're often especially with your first kid the attachment is very tough to break it's really hard to Mm -hmm. get away but it's really important i think if you're ready for it
1: yeah yeah
0: what about you? What was the best parenting moment of this movie for you?
1: Um, it's kind of tough because there weren't a lot of good parenting <laughs> moves. There were a lot of things that were really unrealistic mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like had they been more realistic to the experience of maybe, like, more normal people, Uh the whole movie would have been so much better. Um, So it just... Yeah, I I know they had a lot to pack in. There was just a lot of things that were really rushed about the whole experience of having a baby. And... I think the intent was to make it seem like this perfect world and then it comes crashing down. Right. But yeah. Anyway. um,
0: No, I mean, say, I feel like say more about that. Like, cause you were. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like, it's supposed to be this perfect family and this perfect, you know, New York loft and, and with a
0: fireplace in it.
1: Yeah. and he owns a gallery and she's about to open a restaurant oh, yeah. and they're billionaires. Um, <laughs> and they and it's like, then, you know, oh, but having a baby's really hard actually, and you're not gonna sleep. Oh, we should yeah. have thought of childcare. Oh, and they're not actually having any conversations. like someone will just leave. When they're like in the middle of an important conversation that really they should have had like months ago, yeah. <laughs> um, and they there was no chemistry between them as far as like did I believe they were a couple? No. So it was very tough to. It's like they weren't making a lot of decisions. In no, you know it, they like life was kind of making the decisions for them, but not in a realistic way where that happens in real life and. Oh wow, isn't that deep? No, it, it was more like the the plot's moving along with or without you people. So yeah, we just have to make this this mom frazzled, and we have to make the dad busy, and you know, like so we're just not gonna have this conversation. We're gonna address that life is changing, but right,
0: and everybody, and they're all trying to be like funny with each other the whole time too. There was a lot of like glib, super glib mom, right? Yeah, like, very like trying to be sarcastic about everything or whatever uh-huh. and uh yeah it was strange I Also, those it was even weird that john is converted to judaism oh but
1: no that was gonna be my best parenting room. okay
0: oh good nice yeah say it i then. was
1: gonna say that he that if i'm if i'm thinking about like actual decisions <laughs> made by the characters um yeah i thought that was that was cool because uh maybe it's just because we just watched the rehearsal and um, that show deals a lot with like um, a family (laughs) quote unquote that is doing like the dual religious upbringing Um, that's right and how challenging that can be but just and also I feel like I really I really can't imagine can Converting for, you know, like, it's an unrelatable thing, but I do feel like if that's, like, he he was in earnest about it, and I Mm -hmm. think that's really admirable. Like, this has, I feel like, has happened a lot in our immediate family where, like, people will convert to a religion, kind of not for their spouse but like with their spouse it doesn't feel like for them you know
0: right it's not like oh well we, we can't have the wedding i want if you're not baptized or right something. right it's just it's like no this is now part of our life together yeah so we do this yeah which
1: is really hard for me to understand and yeah i thought well that was cool that he did that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's true and yeah and then as the movie gets Goes on, he like has to kind of double down and seek out the rabbi under the underground rabbi underground with tattoos. Rabbi. Literally
0: underground <laughs> rabbi. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just, I really wish that had been better. I wish the movie had been better because I really yeah. Like, I oh like my all God. These I love
0: when movies are better. It is the best.
1: But the, all the elements were there. Yeah, that rabbi was was great. That That's was amazing. when it started to be really fun. And then like, you know,
0: like that was wild. I kind of would have taken, he needed another scene for one thing.
1: Yeah. They needed, it was trying to be a lot. It was trying to be a lot of movies. There was a lot of poltergeist here. There was a lot of exorcist, like, you know, and I kind of wish that instead of mimicking the movies Mm -hmm. of Catholic and Christian, you know, um, Solutions to demons—they had kind of done their own thing. But... Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Like they even—I mean—they did ask this question: Do Jews have exorcists? Straight up. Yeah. Followed quickly, which I actually like. That I mean, I kind of like that. It's just you know, calling that out and stuff of like was cool. Then there was also this one.
1: Yeah, you know, I love to talk, film, <laughs> you know, discuss, to critique. You want to see a film with me? <laughs>
0: Crazy, right from the Exorcist, unbelievable. <laughs> um Yeah, they were. They're were trying to do a lot of things, but yeah, without ever kind of committing to one. And I yeah, I do think there was more uh yeah, there would been more world building and like using the Hasidic community. They showed us the uh, I forget the name for them, but the community like policing organization. There's yeah. like the two um, two cops from that. And like, you know, like that's a real thing in those communities. And it's almost just like, what, what else could they? And I mean, apparently they're even sometimes like criticized for, uh, cause there's a, a rule about not kind of not ratting on an, a Jewish person, basically. So mm-hmm. like police, you know, civil, or what I was trying to say, like city police will, sometimes butt heads with these groups because they might be, say, protecting somebody from the community because they're not going yeah, to like... it
1: seems pretty standard across all...
0: Oh, for sure. But I think even there's, like, there could have been interesting things to play with, with, like, rather than just, like, having having them as scene painting there, which was still interesting, I thought. It was. It was, it was a remarkable moment in the movie because it was like, oh, okay, like, this is... Yeah, I like, that. Like, you sort of kind of entered this other world, even from his own Jewish, ex- Jewish experience. Right. right. It's like, okay, so then, well, what does that mean? Or are there, are there, is there consequences positively or negatively? You know, like, is this helping you yeah. by yeah. going deeper in there? Are you finding out other information, you know, besides just like somebody to read you the book? Yeah. Um, I agree. Wait, what was we your, haven't... what was your worst parenting moment from this? Movie? Okay.
1: Well, you know, I think that had they made this one decision, maybe the whole course of the... I'm not saying they could have stopped Lilith and the lullaby and all this, but it may have helped to feed the baby. (laughs) Because they did not feed the baby the entire movie.
0: I think there was a bottle on camera once. Yes, but they... Not for the baby. (laughs)
1: Um. Yeah, they did That's so funny. And the whole thing about this movie is that the baby's crying the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. He got to people, apparently. That this is. <laughs> what's the what's the oh that uh,
0: that oh I got I gotta find it. There was a great somebody. Is an IMDb user review. Um. Not this great question about where did the twenty million dollars go, but. Oof! Um, the shout out to Ronnie Darko O Two Three One One, who just watched this at the end of March. So maybe you're listening. For fans of the crying baby genre, this is a home run. <laughs> Score five out of ten. My uncle Jerry is a huge fan of crying baby movies, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just absolutely raving about how great this movie is. He wouldn't shut up about it. So finally, I caved in and watched Lullaby. And he wasn't joking. During one stretch of the movie, there's about 15 minutes of straight crying baby whales. Just crying and crying. And so realistic. Such shrill, ear-piercing cries. I just couldn't get enough. Sadly, there's quite a bit of parrot squawking from their pet bird, which takes away from some of the crying baby screen time. And as the movie goes on, there seems to be more jump scares than baby crying, which didn't really sit well with me. But it's really hard to find a great crying baby movie these days. So despite some of the movie's shortcomings, if you're looking for a good baby cry, I highly recommend this one.
1: Okay, I feel like I'm gonna have to um put this new IMDB user in the show notes. Maybe Think we'll so. maybe uh, we'll hear more from Ronnie Darko 02311? Oh, 02311. Um yeah. Well when a baby's crying, it usually means a couple things. Literally. That they're they're sleepy. Mm. They need a diaper change.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the third? Oh. They're
1: hungry. What was the worst parenting move that you uh, noticed?
0: It is funny as we're talking about this movie, which we're going to do for a little while longer, that, yeah, like uh, one of my favorite Simpsons lines, we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas, was, uh, (laughs) was kind of their parenting approach. Yeah, it was weird to not see any effort to sleep train the baby. Like, stuff like the Babadook, which is like an exceptional movie. So I think it's also unfair to put some of these, like what are just supposed to also just be fun movies to watch on a flight to Ireland, like to put too much pressure on these movies. But a thing that like a movie like the Babadook does great is in a single scene, I'm talking in like 90 seconds of screen time or less tells you a lot about how challenging it can be
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to raise a kid Mm -hmm. and this one it does seem like neither of the writers have children or they maybe had just had a baby like or knew somebody with a baby
1: maybe they're just really busy working dads that weren't part i mean i hate to say it yeah yeah like you're it's what you saw of your wife during Uh this time. And it's like not accurate at all.
0: For me, the worst parenting moment was handing the baby off to your sister who you just broke out of the psych ward. So you could take a little nap. (laughs) I think that's bad. I don't think it's a, it's advisable. I understand you're sleepy and you're sleep deprived and you just connected over the demon Lilith. And uh, I do just think, somebody who has been under professional psychiatric care around the clock in a facility for yeah. at least what a year, if not a couple of years. And you have essentially broken them out of this facility. They're yeah. not supposed to be at your house. um That I don't think I'd be like, you handle this one yeah when they lost their baby traumatically
1: yeah it's like that i mean cruising for a bruise and you're also it's not believable that this mom like they haven't made her sleep deprived enough or you know lonely enough Or i'm not even talking about bringing like postpartum depression into it it's just like literally just like having a young baby it's like we haven't seen her fall to the depths of like believability that she would do that Mm -hmm. you know because that it's totally possible you can make really bad decisions when you have a new baby because you are just in a very you can be in a very bad mental state um so yeah it's yeah that was unbelievable and yeah bad bad parenting move it also just seems like this movie feels like from a different decade like she has one night where she's where she puts the baby to bed she puts on a dress and Ugh. seduces her husband are you fucking serious <laughs> and then like just to not like if you're let's say all these things led you to the same place and your sister's there and you want to take a nap call a babysitter like there are people like it, we live in the we have the internet we we live in the world mm-hmm. this is supposed to be now right and also like i get yeah. that you're trying to make her feel isolated maybe but like you could i don't know it felt like even rosemary's baby has neighbors that are around you know like
0: yeah they do they're yeah. people
1: like they felt like they were living in this
0: bubble i don't know A- again this would have been a great time for a covid movie right like this, yeah. that could have yes. been the setup it's like we're trapped here we've got we're fortunate to have this great apartment yes. or whatever yeah but we've got no help sister can't help us parents yeah. can't come over we're kind of stuck here we got to figure out what's up oh a package arrived i think it's from my mom right like
1: oh yay a package we haven't had any human interaction yeah in forever. right yeah um
0: could have been you know it could have started that way i
1: can't open my restaurant
0: yes exactly it doesn't take much in the way of dialogue to insinuate that the financial strain is real yeah. and that like we might have to move out of here i might have to sell the restaurant i might have you know whatever it's going to be yeah it might make you go like i wish we could afford a nanny or a yes. babysitter one night this month and you know like
1: yes oh well we just got a Break- or a plane ticket for sister mom out.
0: or whatever. Yeah, Breaking out sister is a weird, Vivian. bizarre leap um, <laughs> for a young Eli, which who was a cutie patootie? The, you know, the baby? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny. The
0: babies, I guess we should say. To the be baby. fair to all the all baby actors who.
1: <laughs> Inevitably played Eli. Mm-hmm. Um, at Dara, our, our Easter celebration yesterday, Um I was holding a a fresh baby, Mm. a friend of ours brought their baby over and um, we all started talking about, you know, more kids. This always happens. Like, I don't know if this happens in your group of friends, um, but like you kind of have the same conversation a a bunch of times, Mm -hmm. but like you're kind of checking the pulse. Like I know everyone's answer to this question and Mm. people probably know mine. But you're kind of just saying, like, is your answer still the same?
0: Yeah, you're going to, is like the, are you going to have any more babies question?
1: Well, that, but this happens with other stuff too, you know, where I'm like, I know your viewpoint on this, but we're just kind of, we're kind of. Even kind of just
0: the how's work kind of conversation, right? Like that's could be a moving, even if you're like, okay, I even know what your normal complaints are. Like I go, like what else you got? (laughs) Anything shifted for you there?
1: Oh my God. Um, So. But, you know, but this question of like um, having another baby and uh, even my mom, I, I, I called my, I, fe- I FaceTime my mom the other day to ask or to talk to them about all the, um, the felonies that Trump got uh, slammed mm. oh, yeah. with. Um, I just wanted to talk to my stepdad really um, and see his face because I know it delights him. And so I, I I FaceTimed my mom and I, I asked if she was with my stepdad and she goes, oh, are you
0: pregnant? Oh, my God. I'm
1: like, whoa. Like, and I've told her many times that we're not having any more children.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. it was
1: so aggressive. It was so aggressive. Interesting. Anyway, when my friends and I were talking about this uh, and I was holding a baby, it's like, yeah, babies are great. But. I can't. Yeah, I, I, we're not gonna have any more. No. But you know, I I I love a baby. Babies are great. And loved having babies. Loved raising babies. Really excited that you know my kids are at this stage that they are now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just funny how that comes up from time to time, <laughs> either it does. very aggressively uh, from a parent or. You know, just in passing, but um, you probably don't, no one probably ever asks you if you are having another baby. It
0: happens every, no, it does. It comes up from time to time, hmm. but uh, usually when somebody says they're having another kid or is having, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, it'll get asked. Um, probably not as often, but yeah. uh, it comes up. I recommend people get a white cockatoo. They can live for 40 to 60 years, according oh, that's to Wikipedia. Awful.
1: Oh, God, that's awful.
0: That's... <laughs> that's so long. I thought, when he said that line, like, I had it since I was a kid. My mom got it for me. I was like, no way that checks out. You know, like, there's no way this bird yeah, lives that there's long.
1: There's a bird. There's a bird, and the bird, of course, dies. Um,
0: a sacrifice to Lilith.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like you see a you see that bird in the cage, and you're like, "That mm-hmm. bird's gonna die."
0: That's also one where I would rather have known that as an audience member when it happened, not afterwards. You know, we're told after the fact, like, "Oh no, no, no! You've already opened the second gate for Lilith because did you have any pets to die?" Oh yeah. The when you hit the pet with the thing, that's actually gate number two that you just open. I kind
1: of like that. That's fine with me. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think
0: it would have been kind of nice for you. It's like, no, you know, if you have that moment of like, oh, like, you know, cause then it's like when you're in a slasher movie and you turn the corner and accidentally stab your friend, you know? I know. Like, yeah.
1: You... But they've seen that. And this was kind of, that Not was kind of weird,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: All right. I agree to disagree.
0: Um, yeah, well, there are certain things in the in the writing in this movie that indicate not a ton of contact with children, such as referring to the baby as "it." Uh, is they <laughs> do? Yeah, yeah, the dad's <laughs> the dad says like, "I'll take it to the, you know out or something," um, oh, yeah. and even just I have to say, like, sort of we didn't even talk about it, as sort of like a trigger warning thing, but like dead baby in the cold open of this movie oh
1: my god i i thought when when that came on i was like oh here we fucking go like this this is is gonna be extreme i thought it was gonna be very scary or at least like in the like modern scary movie thing of just like those scare thing like those like jump scares but with like I don't know yeah like digital effects yeah 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 you know it's not it's not scary to me but it's like um a different yeah it's just a different kind of filmmaking I I
0: don't know yeah like it's a different aesthetic even it's almost like
1: almost like American Horror Story or those mm -hmm. or those shows where it's like you're kind of pushing the envelope with visual stuff and not really any depth of you know like just seeing that it's just shock value
0: totally yeah yeah this movie did feature the least popular ball pit of all time <laughs>
1: I was like, that was when i was really starting to have fun
0: yeah for sure and but i will say there's one thing i think that they did they started to kind of touch upon in a way which was postpartum depression and which we had been talking a lot about in our house that week because we had watched the Brooke Shields documentary pretty baby on hulu is that all
1: right yeah yeah so good um i gasped i audibly gasped many times
0: yeah it's really good she talks about her journey with postpartum that's not a spoiler she wrote a book about it and stuff yeah there was i thought like a very it jumped off the screen at me in this movie was this scene between sisters
1: What if this is the universe's way of telling me I'm not fit to be a mom? No.
0: Rachel, no. Don't
1: you dare question that. This this is exactly what she does. She gets inside your head, makes you ask if you deserve to be Eli's mother, makes you lose faith. You can't let her take that bond away. You are his mother, and you always will be.
0: And I thought that was like... That was like knocking on the door of that. That was Brooke Shields particular thing about going through postpartum was about like wondering if it as a person of faith, wondering if it was she was being punished for something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And her husband kind of like trying to snap her out of that way of thinking. And then I again thought about Babadook, which handles this whole thing so tremendously but mm-hmm. also like i was like oh that could even go a long way in explaining sort of the disconnect with this mom and her baby and you know some of these other kind of problems with this kind of problems with this movie and i just thought you know i do think again kind of like a missed opportunity but I such thought was a, a missed
1: opportunity it could have been it could have been all about that yeah and done really well mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of things there that could, you know, be cathartic for people to watch um, as far as, like, subject matter with the struggles of having a baby. And, like, then, yeah, just to, like, even if the dad is, quote-unquote, like, trying, that it doesn't seem like enough or it's not enough or it's not – it has not – you know, it doesn't – of course, these things are – it's no one's fault so the the dad you know calling the baby it is just like another part of this whole puzzle of this demon coming into your house you mm-hmm. know and yeah yeah so
0: yeah kind of like dehumanizing the baby or something yeah. Like it doesn't have to be could have been a really subtle turn in the writing yeah. in and an intentional like you, way
1: you're going into the mirror to like save the baby and it's like, you know, having to have self-care and like work on yourself, mm-hmm. all these things. Like it could be, could have been, could have been great, but it was not, it was not about postpartum depression. No, not even close. No. It was like, oh no, I can't sleep and now I have to put the baby, I have to bring it into the bathroom with me while I'm pooping. Pooping, And it's like, Okay.
0: You could. Yeah. Sleep train this baby. That's all I got to say. Feed the baby Feed is what the I, baby. my advice. Yeah. <laughs> the baby's tired too. If it's <laughs> crying around the clock, hasn't eaten. <laughs> oh, brother.
1: Oh, baby. Should we rate this movie, Josh? Sure. Let's do it. All right. This movie, Lullaby. <laughs> How many... Oh, I don't know how to say this without being offensive. Um, Go ahead. How many dual-headed babies?
0: <laughs> <laughs> offensive <laughs> to the dual-headed baby community? Yes. Uh-huh.
1: How many dual-headed babies out of um 10 do you give this movie
0: 20 heads hmm i
1: just the babies not the heads
0: yeah just the babies out of 10 i don't know (laughs) three three yeah okay how many do you give it
1: you know i'm gonna I'll, i'll agree with you three three seems. it feels right yeah
0: it's not It's not bad the the rabbi did a lot of of work for me to kind of save this movie. And I like the sister, actually, too. Vivian.
1: Yeah, I like how she kind of turned, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and like she's actually. Yeah, that was effective. That was
0: cool. Um,
1: Yeah, I still had fun watching it. It's just there were so many good things that did not work.
0: Yeah, one of the worst acted movies I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> I felt like. Oh yeah. From the leads anyway. It was yeah.
1: Strange. A little bit of chemistry would have gone a long way mm-hmm. with those two.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Um okay. Now the real question of the night <laughs> Now i we got this out of the way. This is all pretense. Uh how many I'll just say how many Manhattan f- apartment fire pokers <laughs> do you give the child of this movie? Children. They're children of this movie.
1: Like all the babies in the all in the, the baby pit? I
0: guess so. <laughs> and I mean, we've also got little Zach, uh... the baby exchange baby. And you've got, I mean, I'll consider Lilith Beasts to be part of the mix. <laughs> Yeah, we're the children of this movie. They're
1: great. Yeah, baby Zachary. Out
0: okay, out of uh you've got you've got ten of these as well. Ten Manhattan apartment fire pokers. Um
1: Okay. Uh I mean absolutely ten out of ten. Baby Eli.
0: What Best in the biz.
1: What more can you want? They made him cry so much.
0: That's true. Yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Thank you. It's a perfect baby, and I did say he's a cutie patootie. It was hard, you know. He he was very lovable because of it. Well, maybe yeah. that's a strike against. Maybe you need a less lovable baby.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I don't
0: know. By your by your standard of doing the best with what they gave him, I think it's a ten out of ten. <laughs> <sighs> he
1: Eli the shit out of he that. Eli. I wish I knew the biblical reference of Eli, but I, I trust it's th- that he
0: nailed it. You have to watch the Denzel Washington vehicle, the book of Eli.
1: <laughs> I, I do want to say, um, I have some scary good stuff for our listeners. Ah. Um, harkening back to our, our trip to Ireland. Um, and you know, keeping those babies safe, uh, from Lilith or leprechauns, you know, any kind yeah. of strong bow. Oh my gosh. Strong bow. Jeez Louise. Um, well, actually this won't help you for any of those things, but, um, we did discover a very good thing that I want to tell you all about, which is. The Bubble Bum Inflatable Booster Seat for your car. It oh, is yeah. an inflatable booster
0: seat. A gift for travelers.
1: You know, it it just made our trip so much easier to not have to schlep around the standard booster seat. I had looked for really lightweight travel ones. There were ones that had like a backpack on it where you could store some books and stuff, but oh, yeah. I'm actually really glad we didn't go that route. Cause like they don't, kids are so bad at carrying anything. Um, oh,
0: no. yeah, we, the second we asked if boo is like, can I bring my panda bear travel neck pillow? It's like, if you carry it, I was carrying it the second it came out of his bedroom. Not right. <laughs> right.
1: Did that come with us? Oh yeah. Gosh, that's so funny. I don't even remember that. Oh my God. Um, yeah, they don't carry things. <laughs> so, it's not inflatable in the way of like a kiddie pool. It's more right. like as soon as you as soon as you unscrew the little gasket thing, it it's starting to inflate and then you can blow it up in like two or three breaths and yeah, super easy. It's like $35 on Amazon and it's approved in the EU and Ireland and and the U.S., so we'll be able to use it um, for travel this summer, too.
0: Yeah, and it like rolls up into a little stuff sack bag, like probably the size of a, a jelly roll. I don't know. It's not that big. It's like four it's inches not, wide. And it's like,
1: not as small as you really want it to be, but truth. it's fine. And you can yes. fit inside your backpack or it's, you can clip it on.
0: It weighs nothing. And most importantly, the kids did not complain about it at all on the trip. I was afraid that they might, if they were like, this is uncomfortable, I'm sliding off it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Super easy to attach to the seatbelt. So we had it in cabs, we had it in our van when we were driving and we drove like 800 miles. So definitely road tested yeah. on a five and a seven year they It worked great for both of them. And there is like that clip to adjust the seatbelt strap length to, you know, or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. not choking them out but or we didn't even or, need that.
1: More like it's safe. It's at the
0: safe. It's at the safe height. height. Yes. That's what they say. So. Yeah. Yeah,
1: scary good stuff.
0: More of that coming at you.
1: Yeah. Um so that brings us to our big announcement. Oh,
0: yeah. Bow, 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 bow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shake the dust off that cue. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have decided um, since Josh's other podcast, T-Bash is done. Sad.
0: This is the only podcast that's ever mattered. I'm glad to be here.
1: (laughs) Well, we just, we're also just feeling like we want more. I know we used to do this twice a month and now we do it once a month and it just feels like too long in between. And we also want to expand our horizons. So... This year there are a lot of fun horror TV shows coming out. This summer we've got American Horror Story Season twelve. Oh yeah. Which is uh somebody you might know starring in it.
0: Kim Kardashian, Scream Queen.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be her her, squeam, her squeam, scream her scream queen. <laughs> <laughs> um her yeah, that that's the one. Well, She's in it, and so we decided we're finally going to jump on (laughs) on board.
0: (laughs) We follow the Kardashians wherever they go.
1: Yeah, we've never watched. Actually, I've never watched any Kardashian stuff, and I've never watched any American Horror Story.
0: So I watched a couple episodes of like the first season.
1: Yeah, um, and then later this year, possibly into twenty twenty four, but hopefully later this year we've got welcome to dairy coming out which is an it prequel i mean come on
0: so we're still sticking with the theme of horror themed stuff featuring children
1: parenting topics but um yeah we want to we want to do some shorter episodes in between our our monthly ones um um for some tv shows that i'm hoping will come out weekly and we can do like some quick uh yeah quick episodes yeah a little watch along
0: yeah yeah a
1: little watch along situation and um if there's anything that you know of in between now and the summer even just one-off episodes of shows that um features creepy kids or um something like that could be from any time period just let us know.
0: Yep, anthology it, series, anything like that.
1: Yeah, got some. You have a really creepy uh, "Tales from the Crypt" episode that you <laughs> like. <laughs> um, you know the uh, the um,
0: dark shadows. Uh, Are that's you afraid Twilight. of the dark? No. Are Twilight you <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Anything or just anything? Um, let yeah. us know.
0: There's only there is one rule with it there's like one criterion that we didn't mention before yeah do you remember what it was no don't be a creep get in touch email us at mummyxdaddy@gmail.com at gmail.com we're on twitter and instagram and facebook at mummyxdaddypod you can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com
1: and if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding, I will see you at Lilith Fair 2023. Woo! Woo!
0: to her.